We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, coming into the studio today One of the roads around here it looks like a military war zone, and I don't know why. They just like have barricades along the uh, turn lane. They've got stuff along the bike path. I don't know what's going on around here, but it looked like a war zone. So, any any thoughts on that, Mister Studio Owner? Uh, a studio renter. I rent the studio. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait, give me some credit. <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody to the Last Call Podcast this on is this my Friday. Studio now. I will not. I will not take this. I'm your host, Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, as always, are my co-hosts, Nick Warner and Sean. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but yeah, I just had to like squeeze between the barriers. It looked uh, very odd. They were painted in camo. I don't know what was going on there. So, Indiana is constantly under construction. It is one perpetual construction project. I swear it is, and it's like just grows constantly. Some say that the uh, state flower is the orange traffic cone. It is. It really is. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining us on this Friday. This is the podcast where Nick, Sean, and I attempt to drink six beers in 60 minutes. Each beer has to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, this week, Sean, are you, are you mentioning you up, down? You good? You good? You can go down a little bit yeah, okay, okay. on the headphones. Okay. No, I, 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 my goal was to blow out your eardrums today. It was so getting I, pretty close. <laughs> so uh, as always, let's kick this off with a brew review this week brought to us by Sean. Yep. Sean, uh, what'd you bring us? So this week I brought us a Japanese beer um, called Asahi. Um, I've had this a few times before. Uh, I had it when I was in Japan, but also like any, you know, off close to authentic ramen place that you go to they'll probably have that in Sapporo um, this one meets the the ABV requirements though of you know 5.2 percent so what's Sapporo it's like 4.9 oh, so, so it's, it's, like it's, it's close it's, it's it's there but right just, on the ragged edge you just gotta you gotta you know round up a little bit as uh, as Warner pointed out it does say on the bottle product of Italy so not entirely sure what that's about but I was trying to look it up to see I'm, I'm assuming that it just means that they're either owned by an italy italian company or maybe it's bottled basically the same country they're very thin they're on a body of water same place yes italy japan <laughs> yeah there's very, water somewhere very there. close both eat a lot of noodles i don't know yeah I'm, I'm assuming just bottled there i don't know who knows uh who who's who's starting it off who's kicking it off i'll start it off um, super by the way super dry yeah it, i mean it does have high it does have a little bit how little do you bit. Mr. Asahi. Asahi. Sorry, I'm ignorant. It kind of, it does kind of remind me of um, almost a Heineken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, this is like, this is like what I would say is like the staple beer of like the mid-level, like, you know, in Japan. Like, you know, you're going, it's, you're not going to be mad about it, but you're also like, oh, this is the best beer I've ever had. So, I mean, for me, probably like a 6.3, 6.4. I'm gonna give it a six one. I mean, you guys are rattling them off real, I, real I mean, quick. It's good. It, it it is light. It's not super heavy. Uh, it does remind me like a Heineken, maybe Rolling Rock. I haven't had a Rolling Rock in a while, but like one of Ooh. the like one of those. <laughs> like it reminds me of one of those. Um, but it is really smooth. Um, I, it is it is kind of dry, like a wine. Would you say it's super dry? 
I won't say it's super dry. I, 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 I would, which just average. Dry. I don't know how many other beers would you consider dry though. Like, what would you say? What beer would be dry? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of a beer that usually described as dry, other than like a wine. A wine would be dry, like a dry ciders. Wine. I think also they have they have dry. You can have a dry cider as well. Very interesting. Um, eh, I might go. I actually might go a little. Can I change my score? <laughs> It's our podcast. You can do whatever you want. I no, guess. no, I have to stick with it. All right. It's the everybody gets one. Six point one. I, I have to stick with six point one. I actually, for whatever reason, kind of enjoy it. Uh, I think it's very drinkable. I mean, it's it, it's, it's like I said, easy. it's easy. It's a, you know, you're you're not struggling to drink through it. It's it while it is it, while it does it can leave your mouth a little dry after drinking it. Like it's still like it's kind of crisp, light. You know, mm-hmm. it would go good with you know myriad numbers of food, or maybe if you're outside on a hot day, you know, nice little little beer. Not bad. Um, nice middle of the road beer. I am giving it a six point six. I actually kind of liked it. I uh, think I think I undershot it a little bit. That's why I wanted to change. I can't. I I, I set my you score. Com- you got to commit to the score. I, I commit to the score. I, I do think I undershot it a little bit. I do think it's a little bit better than that. It is very drinkable. Again, you could have a couple of these and and. I would be completely fine doing that. All right. A 6.1, a 6.6, and a 6.3 gives us an average score of 6.3. Oddly enough, Sean brought to the table the lowest rated beer on Untapped that we've ever had. Even more than the Raging Eagle Yingling? Well... Uh yeah, because that one was that one was that one was rated well, but when we had it, it was horrible. It was I, so that's where we so said we're, we're missing something, right? Uh, this rated at a three point one one or a six point two two on our scale, wow! And that is the lowest rated untapped beer. We gave it a six point three. So this is the first time that we've ever been in the same realm as the untapped score. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad for no. whatever reason on untapped. It's like even a, even on untapped, I probably would have given it a four or something. You know, like a, four out of five. Yeah, yeah, four out of five because that's what but untapped you, but is. But you right? gave it a six point one. You wouldn't have given it a, an eight out of ten. No, see, mine isn't just a straight double conversion. <laughs> Did you underrate it that much? Yeah. <laughs> it depends on like his, his untapped profile is on the line here. You know, he's been he's been cultivating that for years. No, it's your I, I think scoring it's, system is very bizarre. I have my I keep it <laughs> I very simple. I just take their score, multiply it by two. Apparently, you do some very weird algebra yeah there's some trigonometry <laughs> in there somewhere scale so i guess you'd have to go back to high school Jeez. to figure out the math that i use for my scoring system but um Jeez. let's get this show on the road uh if you're watching us live on twitch you see that our uh stream title is blown up like like oppenheimer um, I found out a couple weeks ago because you guys had mentioned Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer had to do with uh, developing the atomic bomb during World War II. Uh, ultimately, helped us end the war. Um, my, I don't know much about Oppenheimer. I didn't research him at all, but he was a German scientist that defected. I believe so. Yes. No. Um, that seems very. Maybe. That seems like a very German name. Regardless, he helped us develop the oh, atomic American theoretical physicist. Yeah. Oh, well. He's a communist, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, I was uh, very wrong on Oppenheimer, but hey, he helped us win the war, so good on you, Oppenheimer. Um, But that is coming out this weekend, along with the Barbie movie. What a combo. Yeah. Team team Atomic Bomb or Team Barbie? (laughs) Well, some would say they're both a smashing hit. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. That's actually Um, a thing. 
Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Barbenheimer. This is like whenever... Uh, so studios are somewhat famous for doing this sometimes, uh, where they'll come out with two very similar movies at the same time. If you remember, uh, like, White... What, what was it? White House Down? Yeah. And Olympus and Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. And they kind of, like, come out with the same movie at the same time. And then this is a different category where you get two very, very different movies that are very highly rated or at least very uh, anticipated that come out at the same time. Barbenheimer. But there's like a big history of similar incidents. See, you don't get that in something like sports, right? Like the, the open championship is in golf. There's not another major golf tournament going on right now so well, it's because you don't you don't want the you don't want the competing thing like now there it probably while there is a venn diagram of oppenheimer movie goers <laughs> and, and barbie <laughs> and there probably is somewhere here that that does intersect but you know you you have pretty distinct fan bases for one and the other um i don't think you know that's going to cause too much of an issue there whereas like if you have two different opens at or golf going on at one time you're splitting your viewership across both and that just causes problems for pro players and both whatever going on there here's another one uh mama mia uh-huh. in the dark night <laughs> really those came out the same weekend yep yep wasn't the dark night a christopher um, Nolan film mama mia it's a batman <laughs> uh i know that's jaws not. 2 and greece Huh. Yeah, uh, Dark Knight was another Christopher Nolan film. Oppenheimer is also a Christopher Nolan film. Hocus so, Pocus and Free Willy. So I'm bringing up uh, Oppenheimer. Obviously, I think it's an interesting story. I'd like to go see it. I think it, it was shot in 70 millimeter film for whoever knows what that. I don't know what that actually means. Can does any do you? That's a measurement. And so the film is exactly <laughs> 70 millimeters. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, but but, I but what just, does that do? It just gives you a larger picture in general. So like, there's like. I'm sure you've ever seen like the widescreen versus the full screen. Like when the, that was always a big debate. Like, oh, I watch it in widescreen. No, I watch it in full screen because I want to see the whole thing. 70 millimeter, I believe, is the same kind of thing. Like they have so much more to shoot with. So, like, when you, if you were able to go to an IMAX that supported the 70 millimeter film, the picture you would see would be slightly different than the one you would see at just your regular IMAX that cannot do the 70 millimeter film. So, normal is like 35 millimeter for a normal motion picture so it's twice twice as wide so it's twice as wide okay so you see more of the picture is it kind of like the what was it the four by three back in the day versus like on by nine yeah i mean yeah similar. so like do you get to see more of the picture or is the picture just bigger and it's you see more like in general of like so if we took a picture of this room you know it maybe it would cut off halfway here but then if you were double the size you'd get Double so like it's I just queued a up bike. a demonstration for this. Per- no, I'm just gonna. Have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but does that actually enhance the film? I mean, I would say it just helps you maybe feel more like uh, it's real world. Yeah, because like when you think about how you see, you see a lot more in your peripherals, and mm. you're seeing a lot more wider than you are here. Right? So it okay. feels, probably feels a little bit more natural. You're more maybe. immersed in okay. what actually is happening. Well, that that's one of the things that I saw is that there are. Um, IMAXs in a lot of places, but not all of the IMAX so, support the 70 millimeter. So I think it's only like there's only like 60 or 70 IMAXs within the United States that actually support this. We have one here in Indianapolis at the IMS. I've been looking at tickets for that movie. Uh, they finally had the the scheduling all the way up to August 9th. Almost every single fucking show is sold out. Hmm. 
I well, so I heard it was a lot less than that that actually supported seventy dollars. I know it's just like it's it's like a woefully small amount of movie theaters. Well, in like, like I heard a third of that amount. It was like nineteen that oh, I heard. So I don't know. I again, I don't know which one, but personally. Uh, Maybe it'd be cool because I don't know that I've ever actually seen a 70 millimeter film. So like you no. said, maybe it's more natural and it's kind of cool to I see. I think the last time that I heard about it was during Interstellar. If you've seen that movie, I mm-hmm. think they were doing 70 mil. The, the problem, they also don't do it a whole lot is the since it's the size of the film, I believe when it's unraveled from start to finish, it's 11 miles long. So the reel that they have to have is like something, you know, 600 pounds, like heavy. And like, but but what about the width of the film would make it like longer than a normal movie? You know what I mean? Like, it's, mass, it's, mass. It, I mean, it's, it's the width of it overall. The height doesn't change, but you're seventy millimeters wide, like the actual yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, itself. that's what I'm saying. So why would the film roll be longer than like a normal movie? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, the f- I think the film roll would only well unless think, the camera, the th- picture is going long wise. Well, and no, I thought the way that seventy millimeters was calculated was from. You know, uh, corner to corner, so it's a diagonal measurement. I, think I don't think, I think it's, it's a, a width. What yeah, I just read. but but still, that's just like width. Like the thickness of the thing doesn't no, un- unless you, it's frame rate or something like that. But it, again, it, while you while you're looking up that up, the the reason that I really three want, idiots try to figure out film. <laughs> <laughs> the the reason that I actually brought this up um, was because I've seen a lot of commercials for movies lately, and they're always like. Like you mentioned, Christopher Nolan, right? Uh, what did he direct? He directed the Batman, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. And then he directed uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, he's directed <laughs> other things other than that. But I always hear the phrase like, this is the director's best movie yet or best movie ever. And, you know, they're really putting a lot of emphasis on the director in, in specific instances. Does the director... Okay, I'm going to rephrase this question. Who actually makes the most difference in the success of a movie? I mean, I think there's there's a, there's a number of factors, I guess, with it. But like, your your casting obviously is a huge one. Like, you have to have a cast that embodies the film to a, a great degree. You want to cast the right people for the right roles, um, and then you know you're looking at other things like also musical score which is another topic i thought about bringing up at another time is like what is a what is a movie that like maybe on paper seems very plain but the musical score tied to it makes it just seem absolutely amazing and um you know like the dark knight is one that i think that also comes in it's a christopher nolan film he's known for these longer more dark ish type films um, but they're usually always accompanied by like a ridiculously good musical score. So like you have Inception, that was another one of his films. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers that. Hans had, Zimmer. Yeah, that's the only reason I know who yeah. Hans Zimmer is. And then you had Interstellar, and that was another Christopher Nolan film. And so like I think to a degree, the director can put a really good spin on it. You have like what was Michael Bay was big and everyone the funny joke about Michael Bay fucking loves explosions. You know you're gonna go see a Michael Bay film. Why didn't he gonna, direct Oppenheimer? There's gonna be a fucking ton of explosions. Could you imagine a Michael Bay Oppenheimer? Dude, you're, just, you're, you're just getting you're getting blinded. The whole movie like it's oh, a lot of light. It's a was, lot of light. I was watching a video about the Oppenheimer movie and and Christopher Nolan and like how he does not like to use special effects. And somebody's like so he's using a real explosion for this. And somehow they're going to film like the nuclear bomb, and I'm like, are they setting off a nuclear bomb just for this movie? Just for this movie? Oh. Obviously not. But 
Oh, you know? actually, I think I I think I heard that he actually Some brought he know. brought in a decommissioned nuclear warhead to set or something like that to film it. Like he, I I would have to go look this up. This was kind of hearsay. That he same thing. He doesn't like special effects and he wants everything to be as real as possible. So he found he went to the government, found somebody that had a like a non live nuclear warhead mm. and brought it to site to use as as a prop. Dude, are you sure we should be doing that? <laughs> yeah, man. He said it was good. We're I, good. I, I think to like to to roll with the movies as well. Like. I think a lot of these like well-known movie directors like they 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 have one good movie to start off and then everybody wants to do a movie with them based off of it. So like James Cameron is another good example. He did a lot of the Terminator and Alien movies back in the day and then he's famous for the Titanic and then Avatar and then obviously the most recent uh sequel to that uh, The Way of Water. Like I think the name, like once they have a really big commercial success with one director, is then after that you start being able to pull together like ridiculous talent from a, an actor standpoint, and then also from you know a musical score and maybe if it's special effects required, a good animation studio. Like somebody starting a company when they do really well yeah. and they sell their company, well, and then everybody wants to be tied to them and start a company and, with them as well. And, and there, with them. there's a handful of like really famous directors, right? Scorsese, Spielberg. Um, Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Uh, uh, who was who was the one that did the Batman? That was, that was no, Christopher Nolan. no, Christopher Nolan. There was Zach something, Zach, Zach Schneider. Schneider. He did the um, Justice George League. Lucas. Oh well, I don't know. George Lucas. Um, there was one more that I was thinking. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, right. Yeah. So very like juxtap- like very so, out of this like regular mindset cut type movies. M Night Shyamalan for a while. I don't know if he's horror real, movies, yeah, yeah, real big anymore. But so yeah, there are a lot of very popular directors. But I could make the argument that the director is not the most important person to the success of a film. Uh, and, no. and so one of one of the examples that I'm going to bring up. So you guys know the movie Hoosiers, the basketball movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're from Indiana and you haven't seen Hoosiers, probably not from Indiana. You're probably not from Indiana or won't be living here very, very long. I guess <laughs> this is all but, we have. But so the the main actor gene hackman um he thought he would never work again after filming hoosiers he was like i don't see it i don't get it this is a terrible movie i can't believe we're making this my career is over and then when they went to the premiere and he saw what the editing team had done and the story that that they were able to put together with the film he said i don't know how you did it but you made a good movie and obviously gene hackman Hackman had a career after that. So I I know we put a lot of emphasis on like the directors or, you know, various people within a movie, but I just think it's kind of interesting how much weight we put on the director versus some of the other key players well, in because you, you, I mean you, because I, I like I said, I just don't know if the director is the the most important person on the set. Well, I mean, they are the one directing the movie in right, terms but, of like the, what, like, so like the editing team, they can't do something without the director's <laughs> approval. So like, you're not sneaking in like, a, oh, this is my version of it as the editing team. It's like, now nah, the director's like, no, nah, get that shit out of here. I want you to do it like this. I feel like with the, with the director as well, it's, it's kind of like books where you know this person's style and you know what the movie is about, the premise of it. And if somebody's style and what the premise of the movie both align, then that's when the excitement comes in right i almost think the the best quality of a good director is finding the script that they can adapt the best that's yeah i mean that's kind of what i mean like where you where they fit best right right? but like these guys don't 
take, I'm going to just say like shit scripts, right? Like they find movies that, and so other directors might just take anything that they can get, right? Like, oh, I'm going to take this, even though it's a bad movie and and it, whatever. But these guys, how many of them are writers actually? Do any of them write their own screenplays or are they only directors and they get screenplays from other people? Maybe Quentin Tarantino does some of his. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a toss up there on whether or not they, it's a lot. Speaking of writers though, I know we talked about the writer strike a little bit, but that stuff is kind of wild as well. I saw a TikTok the other day where Imagine Dragons just showed up at a writer's strike and was just playing like a makeshift concert during a writer's strike. And I don't know if they were trying to distract the strikers so other you know like they would disperse or whatever but are they trying to pump them up yeah <laughs> all right let's keep striking radioactive <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck yeah dude i'm curious how long this is going to go and when we're actually going to start seeing effects of it because a lot of things that i personally watch are kind of repeats like i've watched <laughs> them before occasionally i'll dabble in something new but i watch a lot of things that i'm more comfortable with or that i've seen before and, and i know i'm gonna like how long before we actually see the writer's strike affect movies, TV, entertainment? I mean, like, so, you know, I'm not very aware of what are considered normal timetables from when you have a script in progress to full on greenlit to casting to shooting, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it could be a year, two years or something like that. Like, really where that kind of falls in because a lot of these shows i feel like there's not many people are like oh yeah i'm writing my script a week before and then i'm I'm running it like no they like this is all this stuff is shot like you know a full season of an outside of what was it like soap operas like all that's shot like you know already done like oh yeah Mm -hmm. we did all 12 episodes we did all 24 episodes like it's all good to go and then they just kind of wait for the results to whether or not they green light a next season that could happen there so i mean it could be a year two years something like that and then you also gotta think too is you know all of these people that are doing this strike like they really don't like they want better wages better benefits you know better work life in general but at the end of the day they still need money to pay rent and do other things at some point someone's going to give whether it's the larger people holding out saying like now we're going to pay you more or they're like yeah i kind of need i need to pay rent this month and i'm kind of fucked if i don't actually like do something to earn that so morning any takes on that hmm Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm, I'm over over here, like zoning out for a second. Well, let, let's take your opinion on the writer strike. Give me, give me a little something. Uh, hot take mm-hmm. now. A hot take. Um, I don't know if the if the wages are fair and you can't make an honest living, then I guess that's worth fighting for. And uh, especially if you're living in California, I can see how that's definitely very tough to to try to live with right your rent out there is astronomical you can't afford a house you're renting a closet for three grand i mean it's like a million dollars for the smallest house like 500 square feet per million dollars i don't know that's that's probably widely off but obviously you can't make a living on it that that's not fun but if you're really passionate for it you're gonna fight for it um but i think at some point if you can't do it and it's not going to be worth it, then you kind of have to move on and see the writing on the wall. But I'm not saying it's the not writer's worth fighting guilt for. Seeing the writing on the wall. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, man, 
No, I don't you have don't that. Have I don't have that. That's embarrassing. All right, we're going to add that next week. Do you have it? There we go. Thank you. I thought you were about to hit the Thank fucking soldier boy one again. I got like that. <laughs> no, I got that one. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how long they strike. One of the things that I thought was actually really interesting, because we've talked about AI a little bit, is that one of the things that the studios were requesting uh, was that extras, <clears throat> like all the people in the background and, and stuff of a movie, te- television show, whatever, they are paid actors. Yeah. Like they get paid to be there and be an extra. Not well. Not well. But, but typically. I also don't think you should. Uh, let me think how, to, how it should word this. I don't think you should expect to be paid well, like being an extra you're not adding because you're a really ton extra. to it yeah, no i mean extra. it's really like hey just go walk by the camera and then you get paid however much yeah. however they are paid and they are actors and actresses trying to become more than extras like they they're yeah, taking sure. these roles to try to maybe make connections you're, or something like that dues. exactly yeah so one of the interesting things that i heard was that one of these studios said we want because ai is so good we don't actually need you you come in you work a day we're going to ai generate you in perpetuity and we get to use your likeness in perpetuity and we're not and essentially they're not going to pay them for it we'll pay you a day to come in get ai generated and then we're just going to use you as an extra so they're going to make even less money Oh, they'll, they'll make one day's pay and then they're done making money yeah. ever. Because then they can use them in perpetuity. CGI exactly. Ever. Exactly. Which I think is kind of ridiculous. I get the point from the studio's perspective of, look, we're paying each one of you. I mean, there's a thousand of you and we're paying you each yeah. 500 bucks. Like, I don't... A studio is just like a, any business that's like making a product, right? They're going to find any way to cut costs that they can. To make know, more money. when it's somebody's job so that's I, I guess the way it is. like i'm gonna throw the devil's advocate here and maybe i seem like an asshole for this but any animated movie or any full cgi whatever film like avatar for example if you don't have a speaking role fuck it just make it make another navi who cares let it walk around let it do a fucking backflip off a diving board for fun like that, that's already there like like you don't really need like i guess yes you like if we are at the point now where ai can fully render a, a human in CGI and it looks real, just make fake fucking humans. You don't need to ask somebody to come in for that. Well, just do it. The I think the bigger issue is, and, and you're the computer guy more, obviously more than me, how hard would it be to like create unique people all the time? Like, you just get random people coming in all the street, quick scan, done, and now I have a completely unique person it's without about, having to go I mean, in I and mean, generate somebody. You're, you've played plenty of video games. You go to the character creation screen. You can hit a random button. Sometimes they look a little fucking goofy. And maybe they shouldn't <laughs> look like that. Just hit random again until it looks like a... You know what? That looks like someone who could be real. And, like, it, it's it, is it hard? Not necessarily. Like, is it gonna is he going to be a cost up for, like, you know, now movies are looking at building up a large team of, anime, you know, CGI renderers because they have to have people that make these fake people that do these fake things within the movie. So you're 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 having cost sunk somewhere, whether it's within the the software and hardware and the people that create the fake people, or it's in the extras that you could just pay to come in. Hey, wear this fucking costume, walk around, don't say shit, and then move along. Uh, no, so I, I mine's more of an ending point, but you know, 
No, that's that's fine. It's, I I don't really have much more to add to that other than I thought it was kind of crazy that that's that's what they're like demand the studios and the executives are saying. Look, we don't need these extras. We're going to use your likeness in perpetuity. Yeah, and we're not going to pay you for it. And who in their right mind would agree to that? Like that doesn't hopefully, that just doesn't make sense. Hopefully, I mean, works. I could go out there and get a one day paycheck while I'm out there. Just happen to be stopping by yeah, in California. Like, and- Get paid. To, just, I, I think that would be cool because <laughs> honestly, hey, yeah, yeah, I gotta pay for this rent. So I gotta pay for this hotel. Hey, yeah, you just need a face uh, scan. All right, two hundred bucks. Thank you. There we go. And it's now just, I have my hotel paid for. It's just like donating blood. Actually, what you should do is come in with a different costume on every single day. So, like, you just have a, you Mustache, just have a beard, long hair. Which what, one do you need? What kind of character do you need? And, and all you do is dress up in costumes <laughs> and let them scan let you. Let me run back to my car real quick. And say, yeah, I got pimple. Yeah. I can put that right here. All right, what do we need? A scar? Yeah, we're good. We're good to go. Right. I got a razor blade. Yeah. <laughs> Is this worth it? Now, I will say, if people can't make a living as an actor or as a screenwriter or any of that, I will say there are plenty of like trade jobs. Probably not as fun as being an actor or a screenwriter. No. I would assume. A lot more but physically demanding. A lot more physically demanding, but there's a ton of needs out there, and you can make pretty good money. It's not my Just dream, saying. Warner. I want to be an so actor. I, I'm going to go. Be living dancer. in the Midwest is probably also not as nice as living in California, but, you know, True. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I Man, I said this a few years ago that... Tra- we're gonna need more tradespeople because they're they're not the sex they're not I'm gonna call it not sexy jobs. Everybody wants to go work for Google or Amazon or you know whatever. Everybody like, had to go to college because everybody else is going to college. So exactly, and now we don't, you have, don't need to. And now we don't have tradespeople. So I think those are going to become highly coveted and very like lucrative jobs. Permanent here, they don't have enough fucking people to fix the roads. That was another stat again. I did not fact check this at all, but that the average age of like road construction crews, like the average age of a person working is like 42 years old or something like that. Like it's crazy. And we're only for all the people who are retiring, we're only backfilling like one for every seven people retiring one person coming in for every seven retiring, which I think there, there could be a potential shift in that. And this is just based solely off like my personal viewpoint on what i've seen recently it's like on social media videos on youtube tiktok etc i have seen an uptick in like random people gaining a large a mass of followers but they're doing trades jobs so like i've seen like a few guys like oh yeah i'm a, I'm a general contractor and i you know i lay, i do concrete pads and he has like three million people and i'm like three million people want to fucking follow a guy that like his sole job is like but like I think you could see like he was like yeah like, I didn't go to college I did I like I couldn't figure out what I might want to major in so I decided to like you know I just went to a, a local concrete guy that was near me I learned how to do it I saved up for a couple of years I bought my own equipment and then I started doing it myself and now I own my own company and do the same thing but in a different you know I just I travel right like he's a traveling concrete guy like he'll if you need concrete he'll come to you and he'll fucking put it down and so he makes good money and he has a lot of people following him on it it's like that's a weird thing but it worked and it's like oh yeah he just did his own thing said fuck it i didn't want to waste you know potentially tens of thousands of dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars going to college for a degree that i can't decide that i want to do i'm just going to do this instead and he's like i didn't think this was going to be a long-term plan but it just ended up working out to where i enjoyed it and i'm good at it and there he is and and think about this how many people get into their job and say oh i don't like working for somebody else yeah, right yeah i'm gonna be and my now, own boss and now that person not only saved money 
but they own their own business. They make their own hours if they want to, well, you know, if they're making enough money, they can work their own hours, do whatever they want, you know. Yeah, I don't want to work this week. I don't work this week. I right? mean, and that's another thing too, where I, I feel like a lot of trades jobs, they don't sell it well enough. And if you look at it, like there are some trades you do need to go to a school for. So like welding, like welding, you should, you should. <laughs> if you're going to be a mechanic, but it's, it, you can't the, just pick up a welder and just start welding. You I will. mean, you can, but you're going to learn a lot slower than if you learn from someone who could just say, hey, this dangerous. Is there's some stuff that yeah. structurally needs to be welded. Yeah. Well, well, I'm saying like, you can't like get employed until you learn yeah, that part. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like those things, like the school is vastly cheaper than conventional college. Like you're paying three to four to five grand to learn a trade. And it's like, that is five grand is a lot of money for people. Like no one here wants to just blow five grand randomly, but compared to 50 grand to 60 or whatever the average college debt is for a graduate. And then the starting salary for most college graduates, you know, under what they already owe. And then they get trapped in a, a cycle of trying to repay their student loans and they can't pay them off because it's just impossible that's a better you're you're almost leaving with no debt and you have you're you're saving money and if you live at home with your parents which i know no one wants to fucking do but live with them for a couple of years you have no rent pay off that school real quick and then just amass some money buy a house do some others like there's a lot of positives to doing it it's not glamorous work like don't get me wrong you're gonna be you're going to be physically demanded to do your job it's going to be hard you're going to be sweating you're probably you know long term you're like damn that was really hard but it can be beneficial sometimes yeah i there was a uh so i'm gonna sidetrack kind of a little bit the fourth overall draft pick in the mlb draft this year uh, and i think i i mentioned this on the podcast went to franklin community uh, high school down in Franklin, Indiana. He, one of his teammates, because I went to watch him play uh, to see how good this kid was, and I heard that one of his teammates could have gone to college to play like football or baseball and decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to trade school and get an apprenticeship instead. So, like, there are kids today that are electing to do that, not taking the traditional go to college, get in debt route. And he's like, I'm going to go working as a, as an apprentice, start making money. That's four years of making money. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I went to college for four years. You went to college for four years. You went to college for four years. None of us made money during that time. Whereas other people, I worked at the library. I also had a temporary I mean, I, I mean, job had, that I paid had, minimum wage, but <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had jobs. I still came I, out behind I, the able. <laughs> humble, I humbly made $8 an hour so. I, I yeah I had multiple jobs while I was in college, but that was to pay for college while I was in college to like lower my debt. That was to I be less out. in debt. Yeah, yeah, so to be less in debt. But yeah, no, I was definitely behind every year. Um, and like yeah, like and that's another thing too is like people get caught depending on your degree. That that is a wholly depend on your degree and like also you as a person on like where you might place to get a job. So I know a lot of like technical degrees. Everyone's like, if you want to be a computer, you know, you want to be a developer, you can make a hundred grand a year. I'm like, where do you live? You live in Indiana. You're gonna you're gonna graduate from a school in Indiana and be make a hundred grand as a fresh developer at a company in Indianapolis. Good luck. No shot. Yeah, you can go to California. They may pay you that, but cost also, of living. But cost of living is gonna negate that down to if you if you just skate up to Chicago, like I got low balled from a company in Chicago when I was applying for jobs and they offered me 
above the Indianapolis market rate, but then factoring in cost of living, I'm like, bro, I can't live there. Like I literally could not pay rent and then work. Like you guys are just screwing me over versus, oh yeah, I had a lower paying job, but that was a pure profit for four years where I did not literally have to pay anything besides if I decided to move out rent and then maybe a car payment if I had to get a car to go to and from work. It's interesting to see and I don't want to get into the AI conversation because we've already done that, but where that's going to take us because, and especially, I think I might've said this on the podcast where these tech companies, they don't want to pay six figure jobs out of college anymore or pay all these developers. There is very, very inexpensive labor that can be found outside of the U S that can do pretty much the exact same thing that U S workers can do. And they're paying them a fraction. And when I say a fraction, it is the smallest of fractions you can think of cost and yeah, getting yeah. the same production out. There, well, so I, it, it's I'll argue a little bit on that one, just because I've been in the software part of it. You yeah, have yeah, you have go. your offshore, you have your nearshore. Um, mainly the difference between the two being like offshore is you're looking at like India, et cetera, et cetera. Nearshore, you're looking at South America plus. So they're at least on the same time zone. Uh, offshore is incredibly cheap. Nearshore is more expensive, but the quality um it it really depends it, it like i've dealt with both and i've had results from both versus also in-house like quality source talent and i will say there is a vast difference in like what i would consider worth it and not worth it almost every company i've worked for that's done the outsourcing part of it they outsource because they think, oh, yeah, it's great. It's cheap. Like, I can do this. We're going to pay these guys $15 an hour, and we're going to get this great return. You know, we, we can hire a team of 100 developers out there. And, you know, maybe 20% of them are solid developers. But, to, but depending on the scope of your project and what you're looking for, overall, the return, you're most likely like, you get something, you figure out, oh, it doesn't really work the way I want to. And then you shift, like, let's just get our own guys and do this over again. So you rework what you just paid for. And then the same thing with Nearshore. It, it's it, like you can get lucky and get some really good stuff out of that. And I'm sure there are companies that have. But my personal experience is that, like, we always end up redoing that work by paying someone stateside to just redo it. And it's like, well, we just well, hemorrhaged hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions and now we're bringing people in house and we have to redo all of that okay well i I don't know what level you would have to redo that right it's one of those things though where we could hire three new developers us and pay them what's i'm going to use the hundred thousand dollar hire you know three hundred thousand dollars or we could hire a hundred developers for fifteen dollars an hour and yeah there's going to be some flaws but we can just have the guys that we have just correct it and we don't have to hire three. You know, it, it's kind of a cost savings thing. No, so. it, I mean, there is a balancing act. Like, there are companies that do both that, like, they try and, you know, like, yeah, like these guys here, we pay, you know, a small team here to, like, try and shore up everything. But it, it's it's really dependent. Why aren't you doing okay, buddy? You're being, yeah. you're being pretty quiet over there. It's 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 not the Sean and Aaron show. You want you want to chime in here? Or? All this adult talk sucks. Okay. Well, what, what do you want to All talk right. about, buddy? All right, I've, I, know, I found this. I know what he wants to talk about. I have a topic at my interest. Race, race cars. Well, you it, got race cars. Has you got car with, cars? It has to do with speed. Ooh, the drug. Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Hey! Also, the last couple podcasts we don't do. <laughs> no, no, just, I'm just kidding. I don't do drugs. Fast moving objects 
Projectiles. Anything. It could be like, huh. do you know what the fastest man-made object within the Earth's atmosphere actually is? Fastest man-made object within, within the Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I have to put the caveat of within the Earth's atmosphere because satellites cheat. I saw Would it be something that was shot out of a rail gun? No. Faster? Faster. I don't know. I saw one of those TikToks that compared the speeds of all these different aircrafts and stuff. Maybe one of those things. I don't like that. It's got to be faster. It's got to be way faster than that. In the stratosphere? It Well, it, it within, like, it started at, you know, what we would call surface level. It, it didn't last, but. Good. Did it go God, up? give me the answer. <laughs> it went up. It, it went up. Was that a water heater that blew up? <laughs> no, but I like where your head's at. Huh? I have no idea. Give me. All right. So to kind of also roll back on our Oppenheimer talks, after the atomic bomb was developed uh, throughout history up until the Cold War, there was a lot of tests on nuclear weapons. And like we kept we kept going bigger and bigger and tried to do a whole bunch of things. So after a certain amount of time, we started trying to test subterranean nuclear blasts to kind of get an idea of how powerful they were. Well, they were um, conducting these experiments, and um, they kind of misjudged how so powerful some of them were. So they would they would drill these large boreholes down into the earth, put the nuclear bomb down there, let it explode, and and um, you know record everything. Well, they found out like these these flaming tower shoots would come out of these holes. They were just getting wild. They're like, we got to we got to put a stop to this. So their idea was, let's just put a cover over it. Oh, so, like a manhole cover. So, so like a manhole cover. Uh-huh. So they they did this um, one time, and they were like, "Let's figure out like how powerful this really is." So they had a camera set up to watch the explosion, and so they put this uh, manhole cover on it. But it was not just like your everyday on the street manhole cover. It was a two thousand pound steel cap that they welded over the borehole. So you know it's two thousand pounds, and then it's also welded, so it's not kept in by any bolts or screws like you know you're, you're basically you're melting the metal onto each other to hold together it's very strong that's why we weld a lot of stuff and they set this what hold on, hold on was it by a certified tradesman welder that's like, right. did, did, like, that's exactly he go, what i was gonna did, say did he go to school this or? is what happens when you <laughs> hire a man out of his garage <laughs> It probably was. And so they, they have this test about to complete. You know, they have the, uh, the it's I think it's uh, five, six hundred feet down. They have this nuclear bomb ready to blow. And then they have a camera set up that shoots at a frame rate of one millisecond per frame. So very quick, very fast, incredibly, like, you know, you're capturing everything. They set off the the bomb and it blows up in the test shaft and the uh, manhole cover, whatever you want to call it, is in frame for one millisecond and then gone. <laughs> it's completely gone. And so they do all of the math to calculate, and it's been done more than once. They did the math then, and then they revisited and did the math in 2019 to kind of calculate how fast it was. It's theorized that the manhole cover was going at 150,000 miles per hour which is over 10 times the escape velocity for the atmosphere and they're like yeah it's just it, it, over 41 miles a second it's just it's just gone did they find it no it was the after, never found it was never found gone. because if it somehow managed to survive the friction of going through the atmosphere that bitch is just gone in space 
But the more Pluto po- is getting hit by a manhole cover yeah. any day now. But the when they redid the calculations in 2019, they were strongly in favor that the manhole cover just absolutely vaporized by the time it got to the point where yeah. it could get out of the atmosphere just because of the friction and trying to escape it. I mean, if you're, what was the frame rate again? One, like one millisecond. One millisecond a frame. So one. And one if frame. you only have one frame, can you really? say like i i guess you could in theory calculate how far the distance from here to the top of the frame and that would be the slowest that yeah. it could be so that's right? what i'm saying all this math is done within that one frame yeah. and so okay. if at the slowest they're calculating 150,000 miles per hour it could be a lot quicker imagine the bird that got hit by that thing oh it didn't care because it didn't know what happened it's literally gone it's faster than the you know, it, could, it could have caused another nuclear reaction. You just hit it, you just split the atom of the bird. You, know? <laughs> you have another whole Randy explosive. Johnson did not stand a chance. <laughs> that uh, man, and like the only reason why I said within the Earth's atmosphere is because there was we did have a project where we did send a probe out to uh monitor the sun, and apparently that thing was traveling at 350,000 miles per hour or something while it, once it got caught in the sun's gravity. It was just absolutely just whisked away. It is unbelievable when you think about how fast stuff travels in space. Like, I remember people talking about, I don't know, was the space shuttle, I think it was like 17,000 miles per hour or something like yeah. that. And it's like, every every second is like five miles, five miles, five miles, five miles. And that's like, just geez. enough to get out of the Earth's gravity. Like, yeah. that's that's barely enough. Like, we're... Mind-boggling. We're, and even with that one sun probe, at that quick, it's only 0.05% of the speed of light. So, like, light travels almost infinitely faster than that. 3.0 times 10 to the 8th meters per second. Yeah. Still remember that. Speed of sound? 343 meters per second. I have not had to use that a single time since I I graduated. I do want to... I I might use it. I might... Well, uh, never mind. I'm not going to use that. No, I'm going to use... The speed of sound or the speed of light? No, 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 no. I'm not going to use speed of light, guys. I don't want to be too (laughs) powerful. I don't want to go back in time. I still... Remember we were talking about the guy that... I think it's the the footballer that was driving his car, drove through the roundabout, ended up in the basketball court. Mm -hmm. I want to do the math behind it. And I'm determined to make that. Are you going to ask him what CCTV call? camera frame rate is? To be like, hey, well, how many frames per second do I got here so I can really calculate this out? I thought about it. And I was like, no, I don't need that. But I'm, I am going to use physics. I am going to use physics, and I'm determined to make it happen. So, so what are you trying to calculate? How fast he's going, or no, what no, the no. angle it, of the fucking ramp that he jumped off was? I think it was it was our friend Superman uh, that wanted a report on how far he went. No, no, not, not how far he went. Well, I can't remember. I'll, I'll have to go back and listen. To I the think audio. You, you. I think you need to know how fast he was driving going That's into what it was. going That's what it was. into a roundabout, and then again to get to there to yeah. fly. It, uh, you need to know. Yes, you need to know the distance where, like the height. You also, the distance how how far, how far away from the roundabout went. and then where he hit height wise because then, then that's figure it out. well that's just a triangle right you yeah. do the triangle but then you have to know the speed and you have to know the launch angle like this roundabout was essentially a uh, fucking quarter pipe ramp that just yeah. launched I'm determined and I'm gonna do the math all right well I'm gonna we'll, do the math that's that's gonna be the last call it might take me a minute. I gotta, I gotta pull my physics book out. Well, you got a couple weeks until the end of the season, so uh, we'll we'll expect a report by there. by the end of the year. Um, I do want to go back real quick. 
I know we talked a lot about movies. We talked about AI and jobs and all that kind of stuff. I do find it interesting. I saw an article, um, well, multiple articles. Disney is thinking apparently about selling off its TV assets. Like ESPN? I'm sure Disney is hemorrhaging money right now. They are making a bunch of movies that are flopping in the box office, that's for sure. But uh, they own networks such as ABC, Disney Channel, National Geographic, FX, uh, and they do, they do own ESPN. Yeah. So uh, there was apparently a, a meeting where one of the executives spoke about the b- television businesses and how they're considering maybe spinning those off or selling those. And that would be huge. Like for them to own, like Disney owns a lot more than I think people realize. Like mm-hmm. that's why they had the meme of it was they like took over the Avengers Endgame and Thanos keeps adding the fucking Infinity Stones. They just put Mickey's face over it. And like when they got ESPN, it was like <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? One of my, my one of my favorite South Park episodes, and and this is going to lead me into my next thing before last call. One of my favorite South Park episodes is the purity ring episode where Mickey Mouse is trying to make the Jonas Brothers wear their purity rings to saying that they won't have sex. Yeah. And he walks in and he is he is the boss and everyone Yes, Mr. Mouse. <laughs> and Mickey just runs the oh, entire oh, put your rings on. And then and then Mickey gets caught. Mickey gets caught in his uh, scheme and he turns into a giant flaming monster that just starts burning down the city. <laughs> and his quote is, You're all ants and I am your destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> As he's just burning a city to the ground. Disney owns so much. So the fact that they're considering selling off assets that are ABC is huge. Disney Channel literally has their name in it. National National Geographic, I could see them like segmenting off and then like that just becoming its own independent thing. That's what it used to be, I thought. FX, I thought so too, but apparently Disney owns it. And then FX, which I thought they were owned by a different company as well. But um, the South Park thing, I did see uh, once again another TikTok because that's where I get any of my information these days. <laughs> is, is I'm concerned. <laughs> There is actually a, <laughs> there is an AI, there is an AI um, that is able to generate full episodes of cartoons. So yeah. this person put in. You sent me one. Yeah, I sent th- I sent that to Sean. And it does sound oh. very stiff, but oh. essentially you can choose the characters that you want in the episode. You can type a premise of the episode and it'll generate a full let's say 20 minute episode of AI generated content written whatever with the characters that you you select around the premise that you wrote and that is kind of wild that you can get to that level however listening to some of it it is it's very stiff it's not great energy sure. yeah they don't know they don't they don't have the human factor yeah i mean we read our own this guy human sympathizer fucking <laughs> loser <laughs> fucking loser <laughs> you read we read our script and you know and how was dry great. that was it I mean, was super dry super so dry. one thing i also want to premise with this too is that with a lot Drier of higher than that super with a dry. lot of 
machine learning and AI, it's all about the data that it has to analyze before producing what we were going to call original content. So South Park is a very long running show that started, I believe, in the early 2000s, maybe a little bit before. And they've they've got a ton of material for it to like go through, understand, read all of it, watch it, and it can. So like when it, it when it made the characters, like well half the characters it didn't even make because they're already made. Because you have Cartman, all of them. It, it was like the Tom Cruise one I thought was fucking hilarious that it at least had it. But the AI can only use what is is provided within its learning model. So like if you tried to have it create an original TV show or something like that, it's going to really struggle because it has nothing it to go off. Because you yeah. you can't just say I want a comedy cartoon based on this this and this it's like well if this is a very unique idea i have nothing to go off of it's gonna be absolute dog shit whereas if you say give me a south park episode it's like oh edgy topical humor with these characters that have been long-standing the voices are only voiced by like three dudes so i can make it i can sound like that pretty easily yeah like it's like even then it still sounded incredibly stiff where it was like hey me correct me that is like uh, all right. Yeah, it it's like us trying to do physics without having a physics book and having somebody that has already taught it to us. Yeah, it just it's like very difficult. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it's still crazy that we're at that point. So, but it is that time of the night. What time of the night is it? It is the last call. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Am I gonna cheat? I, I don't I don't believe it. Drink up, drink up, drink up. Damn. And order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little something different just for Sean's enjoyment. I did actually hit the And that's why it blew my ears out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Holy that was loud. And that's why it uh, it took me a little longer Good to hit the button. We're not liable for other speakers because we'd be paying. Yeah, that's out. why your fucking laptop speakers is gone. Get playing that shit through it at the time. I hit the Soldier Boy button too many times. <laughs> got too excited. This week's last call brought to us by Nick. Nick, what you got? All right. Uh, I think we played this segment before. Maybe. So I thought we were going to bring back an old topic. Like I say, that each week we do a little something different. It's different Wait. than last week. So. <laughs> I'm so, doing something exactly the same next a, time. Like, might I'm, be the same game, but it's different from last week. So You need to start saying asterisk at the end of that. Yeah. Well, that's why... That's, we're not that original, guys. Like, that's, why, that. that's why we added the attempt to drink six beers in 60 minutes true. to yeah. each podcast. So anyways, what you got? All right. This week we're going to play Is It the Onion? Is it the uh, like it, the articles? This is is it is it an onion article? Is it an onion article or, or is, is it real? a real article? Fuck. Yep. I haven't, I haven't no. heard the other one. There's a Babylon Bee. Never which, heard of it. I've never heard of that either. Babylon Bee is I, that an onion article about another? It, it's very similar to. It's satirical. It's I, I would say. Yeah, it's basically the onion. It's just okay. another version of the onion. It's completely satirical. But all right. So for those who have never played or never listened to this, um, this is a game called "Is It the Onion?" or that's what I'm naming it now. I just named it. Uh, <laughs> uh, where I will read a headline, and they have to guess whether this is a real title of a headline or if it is from the Onion. I, I want to just call this game "Is It an Onion?" Not the "Is It an Onion." <laughs> Well, just conf- confuse so many people. Is, is it, it? Is it an onion? <laughs> is it an onion? 
All right. So, are you guys ready? Yes. You guys understand the game? Yep. Yes. All right. Good. It's pretty simple. I would hope so. It's an onion. <laughs> Is it a blooming <laughs> onion? We're gonna play if, that if, when we. If we, if we, I'm really hey, disappointed you didn't have take, an onion. Yeah, just where, ready. My, where is my blooming <laughs> onion right here, so I can just you know take off of it and eat it while I'm you know enjoying. I this hate game. to say this, and I know I'm going way off track here. Is a blooming onion actually a thing in Australia? I don't think so. Because no. they play. They, I don't think so. Or is that another like kind of like a. Uh, uh, What's the uh, fortune cookies? That's an American thing, not a. I'm pretty sure Chinese 100%, thing. I'm 100 sure it's an American thing. Yeah, I know. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't well, believe. Oh, blimey! Like, like I love. I love how the whole premise of Outback Steakhouse is like Australian cuisine, and it's like you serve fucking steaks, steak like, and French fries. Yeah, it's like that, that's very. <laughs> and they're not even kangaroo steaks. So this is fucking stupid. Right? I want kangaroo steaks. All right, all right. I want wombat pie. What is this bullshit? <laughs> I don't know if they eat that, but I'm assuming they do. Probably eat some koala as well. All right. Anyway, are you guys ready? Yes. For the second time. Uh, first one. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reportedly ate magic mushrooms during a China visit recently. Oh, that's real. I mean, honestly, with that, the way, like with that's, the way the politicians abso- are, that, I can see that being magic real. mushrooms, dude. That uh, they told her, like, like she doesn't speak Chinese; she has no idea what's going on. And they they present she her what like she, Mandarin she, or something. Yeah. No, she she is presented as a gift. Oh, here you go, <laughs> and then just out of it, just eats them. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just because they're like, oh, please take. You know, take the she mushrooms. Would ha- she would have a translator with her, though. Yeah. They're not. They're not just saying, "Hey, no, no, no. have a good time." No, like, no, no, no. Luck. I'm assuming what happened is, "Hey, here are mushrooms. They're for you." Like, like they don't tell her that they're drugs. Like, yeah, I, I believe that. Do I would, you just eat random mushrooms people give you? If I'm an ambassador in a foreign country, I would, th- and they're giving me a gift and telling me to eat it. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, I'll, I'll I'll defer to to Aaron on this. He seems very passionate. I don't know. It, so I, it sounds like something that could happen. All right. So you're saying it's real? I'm saying it's real. It is real. Wow. It is real. Uh, there was a flu a food vlogger, whatever. Uh, some person uh, walked by their table while she was there and then spotted and looked at the table and said that there was a selection of grilled fish, greens and Jian Shu Jing mushrooms uh, our staff said she loved the mushrooms very much <laughs> <laughs> I fucking sure love did. these rooms man yo what you put in these <laughs> mushrooms it's she so ordered four portions of the Jian Shu Jing yo what Yun Yun Yunam, oh man, I'm butchering this. I'm sorry. Yunnan wild mushroom species. It, it was an extremely magical day. Oh my god! Yeah, we made a lot of bad deals that day. She's like, oh, yeah. a billion dollars! They, they could make yeah. a billion dollars happen. She could smell colors at that point. Man. Yeah, she she four was. plates of. <laughs> yeah, I am colors. <laughs> oh I am. I am the rainbow. <laughs> Fuck Skittles. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one. Chuck Schumer calls for investigation into Logan Paul energy drink. True. That, that, that's absolutely true. Wasn't that something around like No, I saw that article. Yeah. It was like Big, six, six cups of coffee. We, or we talked about that last podcast. Yeah, it's the prime energy having too much caffeine. Yes, that happened. That's real. 
confirm yeah, i think it, yeah right. i heard someone else talk about it too and i was like damn everyone really cares about this that is from the onion damn senate majority that's Ch- not leader I, chuck schumer is asking the fda to investigate youtuber and youtube influencer logan paul's prime energy drink over concerns that the drinks high levels of caffeine could be harmful for children what do you think Nope. So nope, nope, nope. Senate.gov majority leader Schumer demands FDA investigate Prime for absurd caffeine content. That's oh, from well, this is from the Onion. So who are you gonna believe? <laughs> that is uh, this is from July 14th. So on the Onion at least. Okay, all I'm saying is that I Wait, straight up wrote. So now, I that, wrote, so now I have a conspiracy. Now it's now, <laughs> that now government, government politicians are. When looking did that at article come out? When did that article come the out? The 10th, uh, July 10th. Damn it. Well then, who is running the Onion these days? What is the Onion? They're actually copy- reporting news. Wait, I fucking hate this. This is stupid. I thought we were gonna have some cool conspiracy where it's now the government officials are getting their funny things from I, I, the Onion. I'm I'm sorry, I did not mean to ruin the game. I just actually read the article where that was a thing, so I knew it was. You're real. killing my mood. Right I'm now. So, my bad. I love the uh, they put in a Jung Shun Ying mushroom. I love the, they put in uh, quotes from like random people. It says, what else is my nine-year-old supposed to drink while they vape? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is an my, my nine-year-old's asking for an upper decky zin. Where is it at? <laughs> All right. Is, is Okay, keep, keep Sorry. going. Sorry. All right. Hundreds of golden retrievers gather in Scotland to celebrate the breed's anniversary. Uh, I have no idea. See, okay. Wait, are golden retrievers from Scotland? I, I don't know. I have no know. fucking idea. That one is almost too absurd where I think it's true. I mean, I know people do stuff like that. Like there, there's, 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 there's like 55th anniversary. There's like, there's meetups for dog breeds. Like if you have a very specific dog breed, like, oh yeah, we're, we're the, I mean, but golden retrievers are so common. But again, that just seems, my God, I got, I got hiccups. the hiccups. I have the hiccups. Um, no, that one just seems so absurd that I think it's true. So I'm going to say true. Yeah, I mean, Going with that? I mean, yeah. I, I know people do that, like for sure. That one is from the Onion. Damn, it. I they are from Scotland. I did look that up really quick. Are they? Okay. So I guess t- there's a chance this actually happened. There's maybe, a chance maybe, it could be a thing. Maybe it's yeah. not 155th yeah. though. Maybe it, it could. Yeah, this the Onion article said it was their 155th anniversary. Uh, <laughs> the person in the article said, "Are pets allowed?" Um. Somebody said just one tennis, just one thrown tennis ball away from a deadly stampede. Don't like this comment. I like this idea. I like this idea. Okay. O- okay. What's the comment first? See, not everything that comes from inbreeding is bad. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, comment. Okay. No, nope. didn't, didn't, didn't appreciate that one. All right. Thought. Hear me out. You have the uh, running of the bulls in Spain. The yep. running of the golden retrievers in Scotland. <laughs> I want the it's running tennis ball. <laughs> I want the running. So we gather all these golden retrievers, right, in a big alleyway, and then just throw a tennis ball, and then we all <laughs> have to. I need to break you. You cannot run a dog, all right? They, like we can't run on a house cat, all right? The ho- a house cat is faster than Usain Bolt, and I'm not faster than Usain Bolt, so I'm dying immediately. <laughs> I'm just saying, running of the Golden Retrievers, I think it'd be a hit. Go I mean, ahead. it could be. Like, is there a way to go where you're like, oh, this is so fucking funny. Who fluffy dog? I'm dead. 
<laughs> might be more pleasant than getting gored by a bull, but yeah, it's, you're still going to die. All right, next one. Soldier who fled to North Korea likely, quote, not thinking clearly, Army Chief says. Uh, true. I've also seen this article. <laughs> I also heard it. it, it I was, heard he had some good shit up there. Man. No, I, I watched so, the dictator. That shit was hilarious. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it's true, and then I'll, I'll say something after that. Did you read the article? Yes, it is true. Not the Onion. He was in a South Korean prison for 48 days, and then got out and ran to North Korea, and then got captured, and is now in a North Korean prison. One, I also heard that one of the people at the base said that they thought it was a TikTok stunt where he was like, yo, I'm going to run across the DMZ, dude, and then runs across and the North Korean guards grab him and then he's gone. Oh, have they heard from him? I, I, I don't. actually didn't read the article. I have I no idea. Have, but. No, but that's dude, people are so fucking stupid. Okay. So don't do that. Yeah. Don't, right. don't go to North Korea. It's not that great. Yeah. Like. All right, next one. Hong Kongers urged to stare at smokers in a disapproving way to help create a tobacco-free city. Oh, that's the onion. Yeah, that's, that's the. Uh, they I, are I, notorious. I, I, I this is the onion. There's no way they are notorious smokers. I will say that, like, when I was in Japan, which is not China, but the amount of smokers was insane. Like every every. So, like here, what was it when we were? Well, when, I, when, it, when we were pretty young, they banned smoking in restaurants and other places. Like, you had to have a smoking section, and then it, eventually it just turned into, like, you can't smoke inside the facility. When I was in Japan, almost every single restaurant or bar, you could just, just pull smoke, out a cigarette yeah. and smoke. And like, it was just everywhere. And, like, all the businessmen smoke. Like, it was just so common. Like, everyone smoked there. Like, it was not, like, a big thing to, like, oh, yeah, you smoke? Like, that's weird. No, they were like, oh, yeah, you smoke? You don't You don't smoke? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's that's the onion. That is not the onion. That's not the that onion? not wow. the onion. That's surprising. Dude, I can't believe that. The only reason I can kind of believe it is um, I did meet a, a girl from Hong Kong one time, and they are adamantly not a part of China. Like, they say we are not a part of China. Hong Kong, for whatever reason, Hong Kong wants to separate themselves from China, much like Carmel wants to separate themselves from India. Yeah. So it's, um, I kind of see that, but man, that's surprising because they they it's smoke a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they're trying to clean up the city, man. I got, <laughs> clean up the air. <laughs> clean up the act. Yeah. All right. Planes emergency evacuation slide falls from the plane headed to O'Hare Airport. Say that again one more time. Plane's emergency evacuation slide falls from plane headed to O'Hare Airport. While they're in the air? Yeah. Oh, God. That seems like something that could happen. Like, I'm trying to... When it comes to the Onion, because they're satirical, it's typically, like, funny things. So, I'm curious as to why... Like, what would be funny about that if it was an Onion article? So, I'm going to say it's true. I, I don't know what would be like funny about the slide coming out. It's I'm gonna say it's true. <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. I mean, deep thought about this. Well, he's like he's, I, he's evaluating because I recently had How people from work? my work that were in work? our Charlotte office that were traveling up to Indy, 
they were delayed by four hours, four or five hours, because there was a plane that landed and then didn't have front landing gear, so it just skidded across the runway to stop. And I was Could like, be the same one that had the slide. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's that's a very rare occurrence for an aircraft because like they are. You know, I know everyone's like, oh, you could die on a plane. They're actually relatively incredibly safe. Like, there's so many things that go into like that. So, could it happen? Absolutely. I don't know. This one is a toss up. I'll go with, I'll say it's the onion. Just to, just to, just, you know, make some. Yeah, let's see who's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah juxtaposition, juxtaposition here. That you know? is from the onion. Damn it. Not true. Yes. I won How could one. you be so silly? I, I didn't realize those slides okay, aren't just going to fly off. Did, Clearly, yeah. I have to pull I, the fucking handle. It's actually one of those, those like stainless steel slides. The the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the very shiny ones, ones that burn thighs. you. Yeah, it was one of those. Did I imagine that coming at you? I, I, I didn't pull that while we were in the air. <laughs> I was sitting in that aisle. I said I wasn't going to pull it. I thought about it, but I didn't. I, I told you the story about my my boss got on his plane to go home from a conference, and then like we were in the bar, and he left. Came he like walks back, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" He goes, "My plane backed into another plane." <laughs> <laughs> like the person. <laughs> Can you imagine the person? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you're good. You're good. good. Crash. You're, you're not, good. You're not good. You're not good now. That's on me. I'm sorry. Like, how do you back a plane into another plane? I actually have to fly into my least favorite airport next week. I have to fly into Charlotte for this fucking trip to Tampa. I haven't had problems in Charlotte. I've always had problems in O'Hare. I always fuck it. So far, I've always had problems in Charlotte, and I'm tired of it. I I hate that place. O'Hare at all costs. I've flown out of here a couple of times. (laughs) It is mixed bag. It's 50-50 for me there, though. I've had some successful, some very shitty. O'Hare, O'Hare is where I was flying into when I got patted down by the large man and then ended up at back at my house because my flight got canceled. So I had, man, this is going to be a quick, I'm going to make this okay, quick okay, story. Okay, yeah, I'm going to make this quick story. I was coming back from New York. I was uh, hanging out with my family there. Uh, I flew back into O'Hare and then I had to go back to the city that I was living in and I had a connecting flight through O'Hare. My flight from Newark got delayed into O'Hare so I got to O'Hare looked things looked positive because I was on the same flight as Ace Freely who was a member of KISS so that was cool I'm like took a picture of him that's awesome made up for being late I took a rental car at I don't know I think I got in the rental car at midnight I drove to the city that I was living in three hours away Got in at 3 a.m., went to work the next day at 8 a.m., drive home from work, and then get T-boned. Mm, what yeah. a series of 24 hours. Yeah. It was horrible. God damn you, O'Hare. And then that led to... Uh, <laughs> damn you, O'Hare, you son of a bitch, yeah. you did it again. If it again. wasn't for you, Warner would have never been T-boned. <laughs> led to... Uh, I didn't get my truck back for like six months. It was horrible. So much time wasted. All right, next one. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quick sidebar. Uh, let's do, let's do, let's do. All right. Ozempic under EU investigation over reports of suicidal thoughts. That's a, that's a diabetes drug, right? That's a di- that is a diabetes or, drug. Or weight loss drug, depending on how you look at it. Okay. All right. All right. All <laughs> Those are, right. that's legitimate claim. That is, well, some people do it. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you something later about, about this 
drug. Well, you got to say it like that. I'll tell you later, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you later. This I'm man's not, got the inside knowledge. Yeah. No, I'll tell right, you. What are you using yeah. right now, buddy? You using that? What's going on here? Big brand. Right. Um, what do you think? Onion, not the onion. Onion. I think you have to go. Yeah, you have to go to not the onion this time because I went. I went. We have to. We have to divide this up. That's, that's, someone wins, someone loses. All right, we need more more of a buy in on that. So, so what? It's now a buzzer game. Yeah, <laughs> you fine. Better. Not the onion. That is from the onion. Fuck yeah! Fuck I you. fucking you hate suck. you. you I wanted to You're go trash. the onion. You're trash. Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend, and she said, "This may be. I don't know. That that one's kind of borderline." But there could be a thing there as well. No, okay, well. So, I don't know. All right, next one. Uh, da, 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 da. A spelling mistake caused thousands of sensitive Pentagon documents to be leaked to a Russian ally. Oh, that's 100% true. Well, I'll go to the end because I have you to. You can't just... I'm, we're, it's divide and conquer. One of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. That is true. Yeah. That, I'm also not surprised there. That also sounds like the fucking government. Yeah. <laughs> for- oh, I to try to spell USA the best. I put and I put USSR. USSR. So, whoopsie. I don't know how that happened. Instead of A, I added an SR. Somehow it went to Russia. My babushka told me it's better. So the emails are intended for the military. The emails were intended for the military's dot. M-I-L domain, but they had been misdirected to .ml, the country identifier for Mali. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Yep. Solid. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Now, here's the real question. Did anybody get fired? <laughs> no, they have a great government pension for that. <laughs> he made a mistake. <laughs> Oopsies. Uh-oh. Alright. Republican worried drag queens will launch missiles. True. <laughs> That's a very quick I, answer. True. I have to. He he's gonna. We're, it's a buzzer game now. So I, I gotta go. I gotta go. True. <laughs> All right. Thoughts. I guess I have to go the onion. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Although I also think it's true. I think. No, he said the onion. He clearly no, 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 no. said it. You know how this Your works. Your honor, now. he said he stated the onion. The game has changed, and now you. Yes, have to be I get quicker. it. I'm the onion. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is true. Republican yeah, Representative yes. Matt Rosendale of Montana expressed concern of drag performers controlling missiles at Air Force Base in his state. Wow. So interesting. That never is. And the final one. Ready? FDA. Hold, hold, hold on. Real quick. Do, do, am I not playing the song? Am I playing the song? Am I not while playing we, the song? Why don't we answer the question FDA first? And then well, we'll answer the song and then I'll play it. All okay. right. FDA approves the first over-the-counter birth control pill. What? Uh, over-the-counter for men? birth control pill. Or just over? Uh, I don't know. Fuck. I thought they already had one. Like, what, you had, well... Oh, you, over the counter? Yeah, like... Oh, there shit. it is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ding. They clicked. Tr- FDA approves? Like, you could just go up to CVS and say, hey, let me get that birth control? No, you don't even have to talk to him. You just grab it. No, yeah, you just... It's just like picking up fucking Tylenol or whatever. Mm. I'm gonna say true. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't know the onion. Hey, you get the onion, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I, mean, that's, I mean, it's wild if they have, but yeah. 
It is from the onion. Damn it! Yes, <laughs> you saw it. You tried. Like all of these went his way. God. <laughs> time for Imagine me to start betting wrong on my every gambles time. here. Oh, that's so frustrating. That's so frustrating. It feels really weird not having music play right now. Because now it I now, then. No, you can just play it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we're gonna play it now. Yeah. Okay. You play it for like ten seconds. The last minute and a half got us in trouble. So okay, whatever. <laughs> No, that was good. Other than the one that I I one proved yeah. that was wrong, all the other ones I actually didn't know. So. I think he came up with this idea after reading the Onion. Uh, I did. We, no, 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 he did. But I know it came before. But that's the story I'm sticking to. Okay. Well, thank you, Warner. I appreciate your. Uh, it was fun. Right? Yeah, no, it's always it a good, good one. It was good. I didn't like the buzzer aspect. I thought that was stupid. I thought nope, we were working nope. for a team, and then Sean says, "Fuck you, we're not." No, nope, we're no no longer a team. I nah, would whatever. love to do this live and have people vote on it, like we have a live poll. That would be awesome. Well, we can work on the technology. Yeah, we're yeah. we're making technological tech gains, advantage. Adva- advances, advances. Oh God, we're working on it. But uh, until next time, where you can see the more technological advances for the Last Call Podcast. I'm Aaron. That's Nick, that's Sean, and we hope you have a great fucking Friday. Bye, friends. Want to take me home.